welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey y'all, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all of God's children and all of God's creation. And as we grow in the knowledge of the presence and power of the Spirit of God within us, let us make the conscious effort to always acknowledge that presence and give thanks and praises to that presence as often as possible. Remember, in our expansion of the love and light of our God presence, we illumine the earth and we perform a divine service in raising all of God's children and all of God's creation to those higher dimensions for which all mankind is destined. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. You are now at a point when you should have instantaneous activity. When you say, I am, in any condition, it means that instant action is taking place there by the greatest power in the universe. The moment you become conscious that I am is the full activity of God, containing all the attributes of the Godhead, you do that moment have the full use of this mighty power. Use often, I am the presence producing this master home. Get the consciousness of the mighty presence you are calling forth when you are using the I am. I have always loved to specify what I wanted to do. If I want health in my body I say, I am the presence charging this body with pure, electronic energy. When you say, I am the ascension of this physical body right now, then you have accepted and entered into that action right now. When you are striving for the light and unlimited action, you are striving for the greatest thing in the world. If one will take the consciousness, I am the perfect activity of every organ and cell of my body, then it must manifest. You have but to be conscious of this, and it must be. Use often, I am perfect health now manifest in every organ of my body. Put your confidence in your I am, instead of something. Suppose you want great intelligent activity, say, I am the perfect intelligent activity in this body. You cannot do this looking to something outside. To clear the mind, eyes and ears. I am the perfect intelligence active in this brain. I am the perfect sight looking through these eyes. I am the perfect hearing through these ears. Go at these treatments with determination and they cannot fail. You have the reins, now use them. Avoid all use of words that seem to be a reminder of limited conditions. Say again and again, I am the only presence acting in this. Say, I am the only presence acting in my world. For finding things, I am the intelligence and all seeing at which finds this. You will be amazed at the feeling that grows within when you do not have to look to anything but the I am. Wipe out of your mind everything but the conscious operation of the I am, for it is the most potent power possible. Suppose you want to illumine a room. Say, I am the illumination of this room. Then you act upon the electrons in the room. Your ability to illumine a room is just as easy as physically illumining it through the electric lamp. You can just as easily plug into the universal current of electricity as through the wires. To make visible the illumination within your own body say, I am the visible illumination through this body right now. Right within yourself is a focal point. The I am in you created everything in the universe. When you enter into the confidence of the I am, 
it will soon do away with all obstruction. Use often, I am the consuming power and presence of every bit of fear, doubt, and questioning in my outer activity concerning this invincible activity of the I am. Keep this up, and you will always know instantly what to do. You can take this and use it, and thus remove every obstruction to the I am activity. When you act consciously, you know positively it is done. Beloved Saint Germain. Isis Unveil, Chapter 13. ever in mind that we repudiate the idea of a miracle and returning once more to phenomena more serious, we would now ask what logical objection can be urged against the claim that the reanimation of the dead was accomplished by many thaumaturgists? The fakir described in the Franco-American, might have gone far enough to say that this willpower of man is so tremendously potential that it can reanimate a body apparently dead, by drawing back the flitting soul that has not yet quite ruptured the thread that through life had bound the two together. Dozens of such fakirs have allowed themselves to be buried alive before thousands of witnesses, and weeks afterward have been resuscitated. And if fakirs have the secret of this artificial process, identical with, or analogous to, hibernation, why not allow that their ancestors, the gymnosophists, and Apollonius of Tiana, who had studied with the latter in India, and Jesus, and other prophets and seers, who all knew more about the mysteries of life and death than any of our modern men of science, might have resuscitated dead men and women. And being quite familiar with that power, that mysterious something that science cannot yet understand, as Professor Leconte confesses, knowing, moreover, whence it came and whither it was going, Elisha, Jesus, Paul and Apollonius, enthusiastic ascetics and learned initiates, might have recalled to life with ease any man who was not dead but sleeping, and that without any miracle. If the molecules of the cadaver are imbued with the physical and chemical forces of the living organism, what is to prevent them from being set again in motion, provided we know the nature of the vital force, and how to command it? The materialist can certainly offer no objection, for with him it is no question of reinfusing a soul. For him the soul has no existence, and the human body may be regarded simply as a vital engine, a locomotive which will start upon the application of heat and force, and stop when they are withdrawn. H.P. Blavatsky To the theologian the case offers greater difficulties, for in his view, death cuts us under the tie which binds soul and body, and the one can no more be returned into the other without miracle, than the born infant can be compelled to resume its fetal life after parturition and the severing of the umbilicus. But the hermetic philosopher stands between these two irreconcilable antagonists, master of the situation. He knows the nature of the soul, a form composed of nervous fluid and atmospheric ether, and knows how the vital force can be made active or passive at will, so long as there is no final destruction of some necessary organ. The claims of Gaffrilus, which by the by, appeared so preposterous in 1650, were later corroborated by science. He maintained that every object existing in nature, provided it was not artificial, when once burned still retained its form in the ashes, in which it remained till raised again. Duchesne, an eminent chemist, assured himself of the fact. Kircher, Digby and Valamont have demonstrated that the forms of plants could be resuscitated from their ashes. At a meeting of naturalists in 1834, at Stuttgart, a receipt for producing such experiments was found in a work of Oudinger. Ashes of burned plants contained in vials, when heated, exhibited again their various forms. 
A small obscure cloud gradually rose in the vial, took a defined form, and presented to the eye the flower or plant the ashes consisted of. The earthly husk, wrote Udinger, remains in the retort, while the volatile essence ascends, like a spirit, perfect in form, but void of substance. And if the astral form of even a plant when its body is dead still lingers in the ashes, will skeptics persist in saying that the soul of man, the inner ego, is after the death of the grosser form at once dissolved, and is no more? At death, says the philosopher, the one body exudes from the other, by osmos and through the brain, it is held near its old garment by a double attraction, physical and spiritual, until the latter decomposes, and if the proper conditions are given the soul can re-inhabit it and resume the suspended life. It does it in sleep, it does it more thoroughly in trance, most surprisingly at the command and with the assistance of the hermetic adept. Iamblichus declared that a person endowed with such resuscitating powers is full of God. All the subordinate spirits of the upper spheres are at his command, for he is no longer a mortal, but himself a God. In his epistle to the Corinthians, Paul remarks that the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 When it is necessary sometimes for you to have protection, or you to give protection quickly to someone else, there must be within you our flame, our life, our illumining consciousness, our feeling, and our control of manifestation. Then when there is the need in the outer world, either yourselves or others, your beloved I am presence has our enfolding life, and then as the need comes up, when the outer self starts in to render that assistance, or just quietly create something that is magnificent, there is our heart flame in you to be the sacred fire's control of your physical bodies, as well as your mental and feeling world. So you have perfect cooperation from the mind, the feeling, and the outer physical muscular structure of the body. You have the perfect cooperation of your beloved I am presence, its divine plan revealed, its heart life expanding through you the wisdom and the design it wishes to manifest. And you have our enfolding sun presence of our cosmic light substance enfolding you in your ability to do what needs to be done, and therefore we can give you our ability. Now this is a tremendous thing from the inner standpoint, as well as from the outer. You have seen, and I am sure have had experiences many times, when a person that sometimes has had no training at all is suddenly able to do some astounding things. Well that is why, because when the outer self has not had the training and has not learned to do what is necessary to produce certain manifestations, we who are that consciousness and that life in the ascended master's octave of immortal perfection can extend our heart flame, our life, our love, our feeling, our pictures of perfection in and around you and hold that about you steady until your beloved I am presence comes through and controls the condition that manifests perfection for you. And dear hearts, if the mass of mankind would only understand this, and not dash into a thing without preparation, your trial and error method would be wholly unnecessary. You can just as well know the full perfection of what needs to be done before you start into it, as you can after you've tried to build something, and then it isn't adequate or doesn't fulfill the divine plan, and you have to start all over it and do it again. This is the prevention of the mistakes that you have made in the past. It is the prevention of the limitations under which you've struggled, and more than that, when you really become accustomed to using this, this is the prevention of your problems. So it is a very necessary, practical way of life by which we can assist you. Applause, thank you so much.
Won't you be seated please, and just remain so. Beloved Elohim Cassiopeia Now many times the present shows you the right thing to do, but you do not always know the perfect way to do it, or the most necessary way to do it, but when we enfold you in our life from the Ascended Master's octave, it is the life that has been used to create this world and the magnificent perfection that has been here many times. And it is our life's experience of using these master powers of life to design perfection, to make you feel perfection, to enable you to desire perfection, and to clothe you in the most wonderful, efficient way of producing that perfection. One reason I am bringing this to your attention today is because someday when you begin to use the powers of precipitation or etherealization, you will need to make this call so that what you have precipitated into your hands will be the perfect thing you desire, and not something that has come through the outer self and is distorted, and therefore would disappoint you. This is the balanced use of the faculties of your life, your mind, the power in your feeling, and your powers of creation. The power of design and the power in the feeling is the energy in your life which you give to it. You must give your life to whatever you are going to design and create, and therefore our life, enfolding you in our heart's flame, is the complete ascended master balance control that controls you so you do the right thing in the right way, and the most wonderful harmony and perfection that enables your beloved I and presence to reveal to you the perfection it wants to bring through you. And our perfection that we have used for centuries can come in and around you and be a power to assist you because it can only produce perfection for you. Therefore our life, our sacred fire love which we give to you for this service, would always know and be the self-control to do the right thing at the right moment. Therefore, in all creative activities you need the enfolding heart flame of the seven mighty Elohim of creation to enable your own life stream to come through you and hold the control around you while it fulfills its own divine plan through you. That is why there is a flame of each of the seven mighty Elohim in the brain structure of the physical body. That's not placed there by accident. It's placed there because it is our ascended master life flame that has been through this world, is master over it. I mean through not this particular world, but I mean a physical embodiment wherein the master powers of life were unfolded and used to create magnificent manifestation. And those are the powers we used when we created a world or a system of worlds. Therefore, that life is the almighty perfection of the sacred fire that always creates perfection, and which cannot be used by imperfection. Therefore, there is no such thing as distortion or failure or desecration of any kind. When our flame enfolds you, it controls everything in perfect balanced action, and if mankind would only learn to use this and cooperate with us, all the miscreation due to experimentation would be wholly unnecessary. Beloved Elohim Cassiopeia,